Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Are you excited to be around again on Sunday morning? Why don't you lift up your voice and thank God for this morning? Say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for seasons. Thank God for seasons. There are seasons in this life. Thank God for the season that we are in. It's a season. It's a particular season. Thank God for what he has in store. The plans he has for you and I and for the church in this season. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for this season. Thank God. Thank God. You understand what I'm saying? Thank God. It's a season. He's a God of seasons. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. It's a cold and heat. Summer and winter. Seasons. Thank God for the season. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. It's your season. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my season. It's my season. I thank you for my season.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the sacrifice that has brought me this far. Thank you for the blood that was shed. Thank you for the body that was broken. Thank you for the power that raised Jesus from the dead. It is that same power that lives in us lives in me same power the Lord is at work in our midst thank you for your presence here speak to us affect us change us work on us give us your spirit let us wake up from our sleep and wake up from the dead let the power of your resurrection be made practical let us experience it among us every time we come here until everybody is alive and awake and alert. Thank you for your presence this morning. In Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3. I'm preaching about tithing. I have a special message for you also as I preach in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8 the scripture says will a man rob God it's a question and then Malachi the prophet answers the question he says, yet you have robbed me Amen. Beautiful. I see all the nice faces. Especially at the front. Okay. I'm going to give envelopes to those at the front too. <laughs> Receive it. <laughs> all right. Check your neighbor if your neighbor is alive. Neighbor, you're alive. Beautiful. So he goes on to say, but you have, but you, you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. What are the tithes you put on, right? In tithes. Yeah. And offerings. Because God doesn't wear tithes. The tithe is his. Now, if you read the New Living Translation, it says that should people cheat God? You say you are not a cheater. Yet, you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. So it's like, what is due to me? It has not been given. It has not been granted. You've paid your life bill with it. 
Yeah. You're going to pay courts with it. Because you don't want the, 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 the chair set to be taken back. <laughs> because you'll be sitting on the floor like, a, like an orange person, like somebody from Korea. Are you with me? And so we are looking at Christians. You see, we are, we are talking to Christians who have met here. So if you are not a Christian, you should be, you should be made a Christian. Okay, you should, you should turn, you should turn the Christian. <laughs> you should turn a Christian before you go. Because if you are not a Christian and we talk about money, you, 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 you be catching cramps. Because people who are not Christians don't like to hear about money. Only if it's coming to them. They are allergic, but when they come to the church and the pastor talks about money in the church, they just catch cramps. <laughs> and so, as Christians together in a church, one of the things that we practice, there are a lot of things we practice as Christians. One of the things we practice is we give a tenth of our increase. Remember, it is increase. Is that killer? It is increase. Not a salary, but it is increase. A tenth of all our increase. And God says increase because he's the one who increases us. As in he's the one who increases us. And the, this season is a season of blessings. Oh, I don't know how many people believe what I'm saying. If you believe it, it will happen to you the same way. Yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. It's a season of blessings. And so, as Christians, as Christians, here, when you start up, you block people, but don't worry about people. <laughs> you block them. Uh, uh, you can't tell people not to stand up. They're excited. <laughs> There's freedom in the house of the Lord. And so, many people don't practice it. And so, the Bible says that we are cheating God when we don't practice giving God a tenth of our increase. So that's what we are talking about. So we are actually talking about what it means to be a cheater. Yeah. Or what it means to be a cheat. No, 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 no. There's a person. Cheater. No. To cheat God. To rob God. To thief from God. Yeah. Where God is concerned, you are a scamp. Yeah. Because when, when he brings money to you, the part that is for him, you don't give it to him. Yeah. I hope you are not sitting this to a scamp. You are throwing it, it's like a wave. <laughs> <laughs> so people are keeping it. <laughs> it's passing, it's passing. It's passing. <laughs> and so we are looking at what it means when you say when the Bible says you are cheating or we are cheating God. Or we are stealing from God. We looked at a few points. What's number one? 10% of your income 
is the property of the Lord. 10% of your income is the property of the Lord. Number two, not paying your tithe is stealing God's property. And many people don't pay tithe, including some of you. Yeah. So, when you steal God's property, you are a thief. So, from this point, we are looking at thieves in the Bible. <laughs> number three, the Bible, what? What's number three? Yeah, stealing the tithe is what? Destroys your relationship with God. Because whenever you steal something, anybody who you steal something from, they, they, they don't talk to you anymore. Me like she, but she like, well, and Java, she's thief. Last time she thief me money. Me won't talk to she no more. Anybody you steal from, you and the person, the relationship becomes something else. That is why we have been teaching in this church that when you see a woman, you go and see the woman's parents. Because you spoil something spiritual when you take a woman and lie with her without the consent and agreement and approval of the people who brought her into this world. We are not saying that it's a child like Amira who is 13 years old. 13 years old. If you touch her, you go to jail. I'm talking about a big woman like Kishana. Because you think that Kishana is a big woman, so me and God tell nobody nothing. No, no, you, you, you have to go and look for Kishana's parents. <laughs> go and look for, she's a big woman. How big are you? She says she's 26 years old. She's a big woman. Well, she, if she gets up in the morning and she goes out, she doesn't have to tell anybody, I'm going anywhere. Whatever, what time she wants to come, that's the time she comes in. If she's hungry, she doesn't have to go to someone and say, I'm hungry, will you give me food? She finds food for herself. Am I got to go to see mother? But when it comes to Kishana, she will have to find her own food. She's a big woman. But if you meet Kishana and you are interested in her, you go and see her parents. Father, mother. You'll be surprised when you meet father, mother, or you go and see the person's parents. You'll be surprised who you know in the person's family and who you don't even know and all kinds of things. And, and you see, you can't go alone. You, see, you should not go. Then you are going. You should carry your family big people with you. Uncle Philip must go with you. <laughs> Somebody who can talk and represent you. Because if you don't do that, you can easily not get a chance to take the woman. Are you with me? Because when you thief, you spoil a relationship. So if you thief Kishana, you will think that you don't care about her mother. You don't care about her father. But you are spoiling something. Now, one of the saddest things in our society is that people don't even care when you thief their children from them. (laughs) 
Some people don't care. They don't mind. You want to do she? That's she problem. She's a big woman. Yeah, Many parents, many grandparents, they don't care. It's not a problem. It's not an issue. But we are teaching in this church. It is something that is important. It is important. So every girl in this church, anybody tells you, that's why we say in the first place in the church, we say, if you like somebody in the church, come and see Bishop. Or tell Bishop. So we can guide you. Those who go behind our backs, you are a cheater. You are a thief. And you see, when you do that, you will also spoil your relationship with me because I don't like people like that. I don't like people like that who go behind my back and talk to my church members in a way that they don't respect me. If it wasn't me that God brought here to start a church, you would not see that church member. Sweetie, oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. As you have come here, nice lady, if you are not married tomorrow, somebody says, I like that lady who got a fancy hairstyle. That's a, yeah. And then, when you're going home, sweet girl. Well, can me buy some cooks for you? The first thing you say is that you don't have manners, do you? Tell him you are disrespectful. If you are interested in me, there's a process. Go and talk to the man whose church we go to. And let the man show us how to do it. And the how, you got to go and see the woman's parents. Must go. Go and see mommy. Take offering. Take money. And go and see mommy. You look how mommy shaking she head. Yeah. I'm a good preacher. <laughs> Take money. Dress up. You see, you don't understand that no matter the relationship between people and their children, and that's the thing that we take for granted. Sometimes people don't have good relationships with their fathers and their mothers. That is what makes them make, take decisions without their involvement. If you, have, if you meet a child who has a good relationship with their parents, you will not, take, you will not get it easy. You will not get it easy. The ones you take easy are those who don't have any relationship with their parents. They are like snakes walking around. They don't have no father, no mother. Yeah, like snakeish. If you get a sheep that has an owner, you can't take a sheep without the owner coming to sort you out. But the snakes, you can kill it. No, from today to tomorrow, nobody will come and ask for anything. You take a sheep around here, you see that somebody will come around and say, I'm looking for a sheep. It belongs somewhere. So when you go, you have to do well. You have to make the parents feel comfortable that you are responsible enough. Now, as Amara is coming to this church all these years, when she gets to the age that she has to marry, you must be from this church. Or if you come from outside, you see, when you come from outside, you have to bring more money. 
Unless you are going to marry the post office also. If the post office is you, take the offer when you go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, you, you, you see, you realize that you don't know a lot of things in life. It's the same way when it comes to tithing, that when you take the tithe, you spoil your relationship with God. God looks at you and then he looks somewhere else. Yeah, you're a bandit, you're a thief. When God looks at you, he tells the angels, look at the thief going there. I wonder why they don't drive her away from the church. Thieves are going to my church. Stealing the tithe destroys your relationship with God. So you have some people who are so, so particular about their tithe that when they don't even come to church, they send their tithe. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. So when you take, when God gives you money, and remember, when you're a Christian, when you get money, it's God who has given it to you. It's not your boss. Okay, don't be deceived. Yeah, no, no. It's not, it's not your job. When you get money, you should understand it's God who gave you the money. And when he gives you money, a tenth, one-tenth of it belongs to him. It's something that you do to constantly be reminded that he's the one who provides. If you take God out of your money, you begin to think that it is you who gets it yourself. So he has just established the time so that you don't forget that he's a God who provides. It's something that is very important. Very important to remember. What's the next point? Stealing the tithe will cause your demotion. Hey, you wait for a long time. It costs, okay, you're not around on Tuesday. Stealing the tithe will cause your demotion. When you steal the tithe, God will bring you down. Anybody who steals in any company, you are removed. You're in jail. If you go to a supermarket and you do shoplifting, they put your picture at the supermarket. (laughs) At the door. It's, It's disgrace. It's disgrace. <laughs> Isaiah, it's disgrace when you give God's money. Yeah. He brings you down, it's demotion. Yes. <laughs> it brings you down. Your picture will be in the newspaper. Wanted. Wanted. Shoplifters are prosecuted. Right there, you see pictures of people. You can easily see your relative inside. <laughs> Smiling to the camera. This morning, the next point is withholding the tithe robs the church of its ability to function properly. Yeah. Withholding the tithe robs the church of its ability to function properly. So you see that the truth of the matter is our mindset and church, there's there's a problem with it. 
And if you don't accept it, you will not even begin to change. Because people take for granted little, little things in life. So we don't think about money and think about God. We don't think about church. Many of you cannot come to church every Sunday for one month. Too much for you. You can't. And then to come to church every Sunday for three months. You see, and that's a behavior that didn't make you complete school or go to school and do well. Because you can't go to school every day. You should come and see me and my son in the house. School. Say, school. You know, he tries, oh, today we will not do anything in school. I say, no, you go to school. Because there's a spirit here that, that kind of is blowing around him. Yeah, there's a breeze, it's blowing. And it's like, it's like he's always happy or, or when there's no school. It's, a, it's not a good breeze. Yeah. The breeze is in your house too. Ah! <laughs> He said, this, he said this school bench wet, so I told him you should stay in school. <laughs> you, you should start those sits, son. <laughs> yeah. You see, there are some things that may not be that critical, but they help you in life. Where I was born and where I grew up, when you go, where you're going to see the woman's parents, the first question they ask you is, what do you do? <laughs> and mind you, mind you, where I come from, skill, skill really is not respected. This is what is respected. So as much as you may have skill in something, in our culture, no, you have to come good. If you have skill, you really have to present yourself properly. Because it is, it is almost like skilled people don't have headspace. So they, they didn't have a choice. They had to go and learn a skill. That, that's how we see it from where I come from. You're a plumber? You're a plumber at Exxon? You don't mind. It's not Exxon. It's, did you go and do plumber because you couldn't? <laughs> that, that's how our mind works. So when you go to Ghana, and you're going to marry a woman, they are looking for master's degree. <laughs> I tell you. CXE? What, what is CXE? Some of you, you've got it very easy, you know. It's your culture. So, so you see that even for me, I have to I, I change my mind. It, it's a different world. It's a different place. Some say, oh, this, this. But, but the men, the men, they are skilled men. And it's the, <laughs> and the skilled men here are the ones who, that's what they do. That's a normal thing. 
So if your mind works differently, you are not going to marry. Meanwhile, you also need to marry because you're suffering. In fact, here, if anything, I advise you to get a scale. You will see your time you go to UG. Get a scale. But if you're in Ghana, I'll tell you, don't get a scale. Go to university. And even though we don't have that here, it, we have some. We have some. Calvin is fighting. <laughs> yeah. We have some. Yeah, we have some. It's not common. And so that is our system. It is okay. However, it takes something away from the home. When the person who runs the home is not highly educated, the home also is not highly educated. You, you can't give what you don't have. So the, the home will be according to your level of knowledge and information. Handicap, that's what it is. So, so that's why on the other side, where Danny went to school and where I was born and I grew up, because you are going to be the head of the woman, going to bring forth children, you don't want hard ears children. So you, you look for some, what have you done? Because it is that which will help you manage even a woman properly. Because if you don't get it, no matter how nice and precious a woman is, you can't treat her nice. You don't know how. When you go out, let's go out. It's KFC, you go out. It's KFC. Come turn. Fish and chips. That's out. To go. That, that is even. Buy food in a box and take home and go and eat. That is going out. No, it, it limits a lot of development, which, which is not a problem because a, a lot of things also are not developed around. So it's like where we are, it's okay. But if you transition into another system, you realize that, hey! When I was, when my father told me to go and write back Physics at A level. And I didn't have any option but to do it. Because he said he doesn't like my grade. I wanted to disappear from the world. Yes. Because I was a school prefect, I was a senior boys prefect. All the glory was mine. My dream was about that of everybody. When I move, everybody moves. When I speak, that is it. Then I was one of the... Uh, in fact, it was a very serious... Uh, the science uh, uh, stream, those of us uh, who did science, was only one guy who went on to do pharmacy. He was the one who got a better grade. Apart from that, all of us, physics wasn't good. Very low grades. So my father said, nah! You take your nothing. You got to write back. Where he asked me to go and write, it was a secondary school under the University of Science and Technology. So I had to go to campus to go to the secondary school. And all my mates who did business and arts, they had gone to the university. Oh, Jesus. You know, Africa, you can't tell your father nothing. Your father says this, that's what you do. 
had to, I, I, I used to go to school without uniform. Yeah. yeah. When I get closer, I change up, I don't go into the class. A level. Because I could not stand going to campus, seeing the people that I thought I was glorious over, going for lectures, and me can't go there. I'm going back to school, do emphasis. Keep unit two again, do physics. Because no matter who you are as a man, your pride comes in how high you are educated. And we live in a certain system that, like when you go to Rome, you do what the Romans do. And many of you are intelligent, except that you, you don't have discipline. That's all. All the guys who are around, very intelligent guys. They know things. But the only thing is that you don't have self-control to put yourself through school. That's what you lack. But as for headspace, you have it. Oh, crap. And because, <laughs> because you also don't have things that challenge you too. That's why I always talk about Adam. Yeah. For those who are in their teenage years, Adam is a good example. It's a very, very good example. He's at Cape. He's in final year Cape. He says he wants to be a software engineer. You know what a software engineer is? It's not standing in the kitchen and and using (laughs) software engineer. As Isaiah, Isaiah, stand up. What do you want to do? He says, we'll be a real estate agent. Why? He said, the money is good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's Isaiah. Once you can, it's Guyanese, okay. <laughs> real estate agent, you don't even have to go to university if you like. There's no price control how much you sell a house. That's how, you, that's, that's how much. But he wants to be a software engineer, which means that he wants to be able to design a software with his brains. And when you see the software on Google Play or the App Store developed by Adam, you see one million downloads. When you download one, he sits in his house and he just collects the money. This is working, not this. Why am I seeing all of this? I'm seeing all of this to help you understand that. In the same, same vein, we don't see the tithe. Because sometimes when you are not very educated, you don't understand why you should give a tenth of your money to God. What does God do for me? I should give my tenth money. It's me money. No, but if, if you are enlightened a bit, you understand that. To even get up in the morning, go to work and come back. Something must have been done for you to go and come back. I said to wake up in the morning and go to work and come back. You have to understand that without you knowing and seeing, some supernatural being had organized some things for you to be able to go and come back, which you are taking for granted because you don't see it. And a lot of things that we don't see are real. We don't we don't see demons, but they are real. And it is, it is just people who are wise who consider things they don't see as real things. Not Jumbi. Jumbi doesn't exist. Only Jumbi people believe that there's Jumbi. My father one day called me and said, Pastor, come. So I went. 
Say, yes, daddy. Say, come. When I, be, when I became a pastor, he stopped calling me Collins. He said, Pastor, Osofo. Osofo, why? Osofo. Pastor. Then I'll go. He said, sit down. I'll sit down. And he asked me whether ghosts are real. When your father, big man, asks you, ghosts are real. <laughs> now, it's interesting that your father who gave birth to you, I am six of, of eight siblings, uh, children. And my father asked me if ghosts are real. He said, the man doesn't understand a ghost. Because now he sees one of his children becoming a pastor. And who seemed to, to become a pastor, you know them spiritual, spiritual things. So he said, now, finally, I got my own teacher in the house about spiritual things. Let him teach me whether Jumbi is real or not. I have my own ghostbuster here. <laughs> when I explained to him, I said, oh, no, he's not real. He said, no, Really? He said one day he was in Nigeria and he heard that a friend of his died. But when he calculated the timing, he realized that he met the friend in Nigeria before, after the people said he was dead. So to him, he met a zombie. <laughs> some people believe that. Sometimes some people die, you don't know. You can easily meet them after they are dead. Because you don't know. Yeah, it has happened. It has happened in several places. Now you know the person, but you don't know the person died. Then you meet the person briefly in town. When you go home, then you hear that that person died two days ago. So, ah, how? Then you begin to get, <laughs> I met a ghost. <laughs> and so, money, the tithe, is what helps the church. So when you don't pay tithe, what happens is that the church can't do certain things. So you don't know what the church is suffering from if you, when you don't pay your tithe. Oh yeah. We have to wait for the floor to cure before we can start a tithe. We can do something else. And the money comes from you. So when you get your salary, you should pay your tithe. Tell your neighbor you should pay your tithe. Whether you come or not, you should send your tithe. Some of you, you don't come often. Even if you don't come, you should send your tithe. If you don't come, still pay your tithe. It's very important. Because you spoil your relationship with God if you don't do that. And if God is not on your side, you are, you are doomed. If God is not on your side, you are doomed. Yeah, even offering, even offering. Let us begin to learn. Coco, are you here? Let us begin to learn. That if you even don't come, the Sunday you don't come, you should send your offering. Give me the MMG details. Well, who's there, Maxwell? I'm teaching you something. I'm leading you to something. So, so understand and believe what I'm saying. When you don't come to church, send your offering. It, 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 it speaks of your heart, where your heart is. That's our MMG. If you go to MMG, everybody must have MMG. We don't, don't, don't sit in this world here and you so say, you, you, your phone doesn't have WhatsApp. Yeah. Everybody, if you don't know MMG, I, I'm sure if you go to a vendor, they can put money on this. On this. A vendor can do it, right? So even if you don't have MMG, go to, all right? Go to the place where they have MMG, MMG, and tell them you want to put $1,000 to Lighthouse Chapel. 
M20359. We should post this on the uh, platform, WhatsApp platform, all over, all our uh, platforms. Post it all over. I, I watch you. When there's a place you put comment, write your name, Gavin. Because that name, Gavin, will read in our bank account. I will know Gavin is paying style when you don't come to church. I don't have to see you here for, for me to know that you're, you're, you're paying. God, God will see that, but I need something to see. When you don't come to church, send your offerings, send your tithe. We grandmothers used to do that. You don't understand why granny, granny was the way she is. Granny will send tithe. Granny will send something small for the pastor. Cook a little something and say, man, let me send this to the pastor. A little plantain for the backyard. Man, this thing for the pastor. We are the modern day Christians who don't do nothing and want everything. We are robbing, and yet we want everything. How can you be a thief and not be in jail? You'll be in jail. That is it. Select, you go tell them, you want to send $2,000 to Lighthouse Chapel International. This is the number, M20359. Say, put the amount, and then tell them, please write my name, Gavin. Yeah. What's Gavin? What's your last name? Wilson. Right? Because Gavin, there are so many Gavins in our church. So write Gavin Wilson. Are we here? When, whenever you don't come to church, don't miss your blessing. The fact that you didn't come already, you've lost. Not acknowledging that there's a blessing here when you come is also another losing. So whenever it's, you get yourself tithe. Whether you are here or not. Is it a good teaching? Because the church can do. You know what God told me? God told me that I should open this place up. A lot of people are going to come and see here. I should open the place up. No, we, we are security conscious. We close our fancy gate. You can't come here. Even if you come, the boys will call me. He said, Bishop, there's somebody at the gate. He said this, this. I said, don't let him in. <laughs> we are wild on blessings. Oh. Let me tell you, when it comes to offering time, I'll tell you something. But let me tell you, I was, I was trying to control myself with the offering time. But let me tell you. If you find the lucky number for a jackpot, you let it pass. If God is saying that give, give, it's a season of blessing, so give. You are just, you are sitting aloof, nonchalant. No, no, it means you don't want to prosper. If you are sure, if you are sure, if you believe, sometimes it's not even sure, but you believe. If you believe, that what God is saying is true. If you believe that I'm a man of God, what I'm saying is true. Don't let the Holy Ghost beat you like Judy. Now you come and tell me that it's true. Don't, don't do those things. Some of you, the Holy Ghost has to be on your case. Hard ears, thank you. Hallelujah. When you don't come, Send your offering. 
sleeping? Are you sleeping? Is somebody sleeping? Don't let your neighbor sleep. Juke them. Juke them. Say, don't sleep. How can you sleep at this time? Yeah. Finally, stealing brings the wrath of God upon you. Stealing brings the wrath of God on you. Hmm. Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 29. Ezekiel 22, 29. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery. They have exercised robbery. They have been thieves. And have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. The next verse is what? And her prophets have dubbed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and de- uh, divining what? Lies unto them, saying, That says the Lord God when the Lord has not spoken. <laughs> uh-huh. Her princes, 28. You go back to 27. Ezekiel 22, 29. Is that what we are reading? Yeah, so 30. You're going back. Hey. He said, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in a gap before me for the land. But I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. It starts from 29. He said, they have used robbery. And because they have used robbery, I was looking for somebody to tell them not to thief anymore. I was looking for a pastor who would teach about tithing so that they would stop robbing me. But I've not found any, so I'm going to do what I plan to do. I am going to release my wrath. You see, when God is angry, he don't want to see what he will do. When God was angry one day, he caused it to rain for 40 days. The weather forecast wasn't correct. They forecasted, oh, it will rain, but little showers just, you know, just this week. They had to change their, their, their forecast the second week, then the third week, then the fourth week. Forty days, God caused rain to come down. By the time he finished, nobody was alive. One day, he said, not rain, fire. He was legs. It released fire. I mean, fire is worse than rain. As for rain, at least you can, this is a live, live vest. But I don't know how you can float for 40 days. <laughs> you, start, you have to eat the dead monkeys and dead animals. You have to start eating dead flesh and drinking the water and float for 40 days if you can. But when the sky releases fire, if you go inside the house, the house is burning. When God is angry with you, you will not escape. One day God was angry with some pastors and some assistant pastors and some leaders in the church when they spoke against Moses. He opened the earth like that. He opened the earth. Have you seen some before? The earth opened. And all those people who were against the pastor, they, he pushed them into the ground and he covered it. He said, that's your grave. Go to hell one time. Come and finish. No, no funeral, no parlor, nothing. One time. You don't want God to be angry with you. 
and God was not happy with Jonah when he asked him to go and preach. He said, you try there. Jonah said he was running away from God. It's very fantastic when people think they are running away from God. You want to take a boat, you're going to Perica. <laughs> I thought you'd take a boat and go to Australia. You go to Perica. Then God said, God told the angel, release the breeze. The people have never seen such a wind blow before. So they said, ah, what's happening? He tried all that he can. Then Jonah said, please, don't worry yourself. It's me. You throw me out of the boat. Everything will be okay. He said, oh, Lord. He threw the guy out of the boat. Then everything stopped. When God is not happy with you, I tell you. You hit your foot. You see? Some of you, you're not even hearing when, when God is trying to. You're hitting your foot. As you're walking, you hit your foot. Ouch! Oh, my toenail. Ah. God is telling you something. And so you don't want to keep your tithe away from God. For God to be angry with you and release something on you that you don't want to be released on you. Stand to your feet, please. <laughs> It's time to close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for the tithe without which the church will go a-begging. You have brought people, you've saved people, you've brought them into the church, you're running the church, you're leading the church, and you have established the tithe so that the tithe will come to ensure that what people can see, they can be attracted to, and that they will be attracted to you, the God of creation. I pray that from today, none of us will miss our tithe. Because we don't want your anger to be unleashed upon us. There's no correct, there's no, there's no nice memory of your wrath and your anger in the Bible anywhere. And therefore, we don't want to be victims of your anger. Wherever we have gone wrong in our tithe and offerings, forgive us. Forgive us. Give us another chance. We'll make it right. If you know we don't come to church, we believe in the principle of giving and give. Thank you, Father, for blessing our time together. In Jesus' name. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com God richly bless you.